You're not experiencing technical difficulties. Gremlins have invaded America's most mischievous podcast, The Pod People. I'm Matisse Van Rossum, and I'm the movie police. Wee-woo, wee-woo. <laughs> uh, I'm, the, I'm the sexy mogwai. Oh, no. <laughs> ben Sheets. And I'm hip-hop and hobbling. On my new shoes, I'm cobbling. Am I a gremlin or a goblin? <laughs> I'm just part of the problem. Cleveland Mosher. How's it going? Man, that was a lyrical miracle. A lyrical miracle. I'm sorry, I just have to go back to Ben's real quick. I think what you were looking for was Pogwai. The Pogwai! Oh, shit. Whoa! Yes. Holy absolutely. Fuck. That's Man. gold. All right, well, the, the, well, now we have a good name for that character. You know, she did have a dump truck. She, she, yeah. had, she had an ass on her, yeah. you know? <laughs> That Muppet sure did have, have a... It had an, had an ass. ass. Wow. It had an ass. Well, uh, in case you haven't guessed already, uh, we're talking about Gremlins 2, which was Ben's pick. Uh-uh. Uh, full name. The Gremlins, Gremlins 2. The new The new batch. batch. The new batch. The new batch. <laughs> this, uh, this film came out in 1991. It is directed by... Uh, returning uh, Joe Dante, who directed the original. But one of the, the interesting things about the production of this is that Joe Dante did not want to do Gremlins 2 originally. Correct. Um, he thought that the story had been told in the first one, that it you know there was nothing to uh, you know really continue, but the studio was real hell-bent on doing a sequel because the first one made a lot of money, and they were seeing dollar signs, and they went through a number of different directors who they wanted to attach to the project, and they couldn't get anybody that felt right, and so finally, six years after the original, they went back to Joe Dante, and they said, please, Joe, please. Please do Gremlins 2. We're begging you, please. And he said, I'll only do it if I have an unlimited budget and I can do whatever I want. And they said yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we reap and the reward. And, and we reap the rewards to this day. Yes. yes. With uh the closest thing to a live action's Looney Tunes movie uh we'll ever get. Yes. Uh, what about Space Jam? No. That doesn't count. That, that doesn't count. <laughs> that kind of a live action Looney no. Tunes movie? No. It's live action with Looney Tunes. What about Who Framed Roger Rabbit? No. What about Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers? Shut up. <laughs> You're ruining the bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's my specialty. Now, um, did it do well? I think so. I think it did decently well. Not Obviously not as well as the first. Yeah, we didn't but, get we didn't get Gremlins three off of this. Although, it seems to be in our future. We'll talk about that towards the end of the episode. Mm. Um, but I mean, yeah, this is you know, I I, I think it's great that uh, that Joe Dante got a blank check for this, and the studio let him do whatever he wanted because this truly does feel like the uh, sort of unhinged fever dream of somebody who has no restrictions put upon them. Unhinged yeah, for, is the word. For the better, in every way. I mean that as a full compliment yeah, to Joe Dante and this film. It's just filled to the brim with visual jokes, yes. visual gags. Like, from the very jump, we get you know, it starts with a Looney Tunes, 
you know, bit with uh, Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck arguing over who's going to do the beginning logo crawl. Yes. Yeah. And it, uh, um, illustrated by... By Chuck Jones. Chuck yeah. Jones. They got Chuck Jones back yeah. to do... To yeah, the, the bookends. The, the, the movie, yeah, yeah, it's bookended at the very end. After the credits, we get a Porky Pig. That's all, folks. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's so it's so, it was such a great idea to have the Looney Tunes introduce this movie because it really is a live action looney tunes movie like it is just nearly two hours of uh pratt falls and slapstick physical comedy cartoon comedy the pacing reminds me of a mel brooks film yeah too yeah like they do they do the similar gag from airplane where there's a person over the comms the whole time just casually in the background like you know riffing if there's anything that this movie uh, has to its detriment, it's that it's so full of good Ugh. jokes that it's uh, I could watch yeah, it again already one of all... my favorite announcer bits is uh, someone goes over the intercom and is like to the person with license plate uh, g three r <laughs> Uh, EE6 you need to move your car it's ugly it's It's old old and and dirty dirty. (laughs) you need to move your car it's old and dirty (laughs) well let's uh, let's set up for for those who may not have seen Gremlins 2 the premise is it's Gremlins in the big city Um, we do have our returning protagonists from uh, the original Gremlins uh, Billy Billy and Kate Zach Galligan and uh, and Phoebe Cates and of course, Dingus. What's his name? Gizmo. Gizmo. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yes. can't forget Gizmo. Can't forget Dingus. Um, but uh, our our protagonists are in the big city now. They live. Yeah, they live the in. New, they live and work in New York City. They both work uh, for uh, CCN, the Clamp Cable Network, uh, owned by uh, Ted Turner. Well, a, uh, a Joe Dante is certainly not shy about uh, saying that this character is a uh, combination between Donald Trump and Ted Turner, yes. uh, which is uh, thankfully eighties Donald Trump. Very, very apparent uh, yes. in in the film. Like you can absolutely, they, he even he even kind of looks like a combination between yeah. the two of them, mm, 100%. Which, is, which is interesting. But yeah, he has this big. Uh, skyscraper in Manhattan, you know, with a, it's, it's a, you know, because of Ted Turner, he has his own cable corporation. It's CCN instead of CNN. It's a big Trump tower. It's a big Trump tower. And, but most importantly is that it's the world's first smart building. And this movie came out in 1990, right? Mm -hmm. Like super ahead of its time Mm -hmm. on that, on that front. I mean, ahead of its time in so many ways. But but also just like perfectly encapsulating the era as yeah. well. Like what a what a great movie to like fucking close out the eighties with. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. I know like technically it's nineteen ninety or whatever, but like it's an eighties movie. I mean it's on that way. fringe there. And, yeah, and it again, still has like, it still has lots of eighties. As, as anyone yeah. smart knows, like decades don't just end and then suddenly the fashion changes and everything right. else. Like it's yeah. not you know, it doesn't work like that. So it's really nice. Um, just getting a, uh, just, yeah, this, this wonderful little film that's just chock full of, Chuck, is Chuck Jones. Ha ha! Chuck full of, um, 80s aesthetic stuff, too. I love the control room with the big colorful buttons and radar shit and all of that, but there's just so much 
to show off and to have fun with in this setting of like, oh, it's a smart tower. And it's genius. It, it's the perfect setting for gremlins to come in and just set things awry. Um, oh, beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful yeah. Movie, the gremlins, The gremlins get loose in the machine, you know, mm-hmm. and just fucking wreak havoc. And this time they've got a, a whole fucking future-ass skyscraper to, to fuck around with. And you've got a... And it's perfect. Yeah, and you've got a character that basically is Donald Trump, but the actor isn't doing a bad Trump impression like everyone does now. Right. Right? Like, well, I mean, Trump... It's not that bullshit. Trump meant something... Trump. Yeah, Trump meant something different back in... Yeah! Uh, in yeah, the yeah. late 80s, early 90s. Well, it's like his, it's like his cameo in... Um, yeah. You forget 2? how much of an impact he had you know, in the 80s, but it's like, yeah, in Home Alone 2 and mm-hmm. uh, you know, that sort of stuff. And it's like a fucking simpler, nicer time. And he was a TV star. Yeah. And yeah. You, you could enjoy like yeah, him being the boss... You know, and like there wasn't all of the other connotations around it. I used to watch the Apprentice. They have a lot of digs at both Trump and Ted Turner. They have a ton of digs, but they're in such a different flavor as they would be now. Mm. And that's what was, I think, refreshing about it. Because like he's still smiling and fun the whole time. Like, and he's yeah, he's a really he's a great character. But yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like it's hard to do Trump humor at this point without President Trump humor. You know what I mean? Like. It, it's a different type of animal, but yeah, they had they have the imitation books. Um, I think a lot of my favorite bits with that character are the Ted Turner bits, though. Yes, yeah. like uh, Ted Turner famously had a big hard on for colorizing black and white classic movies. Like, uh, there's a bit in the movie where they they say they're gonna show. Uh, Casablanca, now in color. Yes, now in <laughs> and, full uh, glorious color. Those are yeah. one of the things that comes in. I think it's probably my favorite that comes yeah. in over the announcer in the background. Yeah. It's like, yes, come to our theater, now showing Casablanca in color. Just while characters yeah. are running around doing something yeah. else. Yeah. Well, um, Ted Turner famously was that guy. Like, he tried to get Citizen Kane colorized, and uh, Orson Welles wrote into his will as one of his dying wishes that Citizen Kane was never colorized. And uh, Ted Turner tried to do it anyways, and uh, he was stopped before he could get all the Thank way to the state. Yeah. Thank Thankfully. God. I cannot imagine what a colorized citizen can be like. Yeah. Like, that was. movie takes so much from, like, German expressionism, and, like, black and white is so much a part of the style. Yeah. And, like, what makes it look yeah, so good. I don't know if y'all have seen any of the, like, colorized black and white movies or anything before it looks bad yeah i've seen it pretty looks, lazy versions it looks of it. pretty yeah. bad but one of the other bits that i love from that ted turner character is uh once the gremlins break out and are on the loose he uh shows the main character this end of the world videotape yes um, which is an actual thing that cnn has they have an actual end of the world video mm-hmm. that they have in the vault ready to go. Yeah, and I find that so fucking. Well, funny. It's I wonder too, how often how much of they... an egotist he is that like his tower is just being like taken <laughs> like his one building in Manhattan is being taken over, and that to it's him like, is like and he starts broadcasting the end of the yeah. world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. to yeah. broadcast it as the end of the world, like just as hyperbole. Man, so it funny. makes me wonder what CNN's end of the world reel is like. Like, how often do they update that? Because like we're especially 
especially reaching this point of, like, accelerationism where, like, so much fucking shit happens, like, every week that is, like, of note, quote-unquote, yeah. that, like, is, like, everybody's watching in real time online. Yeah, it's like how do you the, the Me Too anchors, like... You don't want Matt Lauer giving the whole, <laughs> the whole thing. Yeah. Fucking Matt Lauer announcing the end of the world. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if they With still, Charlie like, Rose, if they still like, actively yeah. update that shit or if they've given up on it at this point. Because it's like, man, how, how do you even? And also, like, who's going to be watching CNN while the world's ending? I like to imagine way. that the last time they put one of those together was in, like, 1992 and it's bill cosby trying to be the comforting america's dad america's thing. dad so and yeah when so when the world ends in the next five to ten years we're they're gonna put on the end of the world tape and it's gonna be like super outdated cosby, yeah. like... God. <laughs> jesus christ that's morbid as shit oh my god that'd be so funny hey, hey, hey world's coming to an end <laughs> shit well, uh, what's one of the things that's so great about this movie is that because uh, it's sort of like this company is sort of like a big conglomerate. It has so many like different things in the building for the Gremlins yeah. to get into. You know, they've got all the TV studios and stuff. Um, but also, uh, one of the floors is like a like a genetic research lab that's run by Christopher Lee of all people. Yeah. Of all people, who has my favorite character name in the movie, which is Doctor Catheter. Uh, <laughs> I think they only I think they only say his name That's out a loud. Muppet name. I think they only That's say so his good. name out loud once in the movie, but he's Doctor Catheter, and he has he has this like genetic research lab where they've got like. The distilled <laughs> genetics of like all of these like weird different exper- experiments. So of course the gremlins get into it and drink all of this stuff. But then you've got it creates this like huge colorful cast of like weird gremlins. Yeah, you got like spider gremlin, electricity gremlin, electricity gremlin, bat gremlin, pog gremlin, pog ten toes, pog white, yeah, smart gremlin. Yeah. The brain, um, the brain gremlin. Yeah, I, I love that lab. It's it's such like oh yeah, this is capitalism right here. Just animal testing. Yeah, with no complete disregard for consequences. Well, um, our introduction to Christopher Lee's character is like somebody delivers him a package and he's like, "Ooh, it's my malaria!" And he like opens it up and takes out the bones, like, "Oh." It's only rabies. I've already got rabies. You know, just, and at the same time, like his assistant is there, and she's like got a cold, and she like blows her nose into a tissue, and he's like, "Can I have that tissue?" And he like takes it, like puts it in his his uh, lab coat pocket. He's just like collecting diseases while he's walking shit. through the lab, and we're yeah. seeing it for the first time. He puts the tissue in an intern's hand. Is like, "Go run some tests. Go analyze, <laughs> analyze this." Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I have to say, I love those twins too. They yes. they ha- were in a bunch of movies in the late 80s, early 90s. But this is the one I remember the most. I think they were in, I want to say, like, Basic Instinct and not Jurassic Park. Something Yeah, definitely similar. not Jurassic Park. I I remember them from a bunch of stuff, but I love the little dance that they do. 
the little almost Trumpish jig. Well, I love how they're introduced too, Twiddle because like we just we just see one of them first, and like uh, Christopher Lee walks up to him, and he's like, "How's the cloning research coming?" And then like the other one turns around, and <laughs> it's twins, and they both say in unison, "Very well, Doctor." You yeah. know, <laughs> it's like such a such a fun way to do that little reveal. So they're not twins; they're clones. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they were in Terminator 2. Terminator 2. T2, that's right. Terminator 2, the new batch. (laughs) And again, too, it's it's really goofy because Christopher Lee is, like, leering over, like, animals as they're being tested and shit. And it's like, damn, I mean, Christopher Lee, like, even in, like, a cartoon role, I find to be, like, super intimidating because, like, my dude, like, fucking killed people in real life. Like, he was was hardcore as shit. He was, like, the actual James Bond and stuff. He didn't just kill people. He killed... Nazis, Nazis. Yeah. which yeah. is even cooler. Yeah. He was Nazi also people. And, uh, Nazi the lead hunter. singer of uh, an excellent metal band, uh, Charlemagne, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. because he's apparently uh, descended from the real Charlemagne. Uh, Fucking awesome! What a king. I don't, I don't love power metal, but I do love Christopher Lee, so I give, so I yeah. give it, I give it a pass. It's appropriately campy. It's appropriately campy. Yeah. Um, Maybe I'll put a Charlemagne song at the end of this uh, yeah, at the end of this episode. Honestly, I wish there was more of Christopher Lee in this movie, but there's so much going on. Like I totally yeah. understand. He gets, like he gets a pretty good amount of screen. He time. gets a good chunk of time. For a tertiary and character. it's like there's a lot of characters, and if you consider all of the Gremlins characters, which they certainly treat them as, it's like man, there's a lot of characters to juggle in this movie. There's so much commentary amongst all the gags and stuff. Uh, and one of my favorite pieces of commentary for very personal reasons, is the main character's work as an artist in the in this building. So our main character, after the events of the first movie, has gone on to Manhattan. Billy Peltzer. Billy Peltzer to work mm-hmm. as an artist for the uh, uh, Kringus News Network. Uh, Clamp News Network. Clamp! And, uh, yeah. he worked for Clamp, and... They're, the logo of Clamp is like an actual vice. Clamp yeah, in, the shape like of a the, in the shape of a C, like clamping down on the world. The world <laughs> like squeezing the earth. Yeah, it's so funny. Fun. And uh, yeah, so he's working as like an industrial artist. And as an industrial artist, I found a lot of his shit to be very relatable. Um, and it's great because he's working in like the art department. So uh, his boss is like the art director is going around critiquing stuff and Really she's clearly, the, the head of the publicity department. Right. In the publicity and department. it's very clear yeah. she's just in it for herself, and there's a lot of really funny ego gags with yeah. her character and whatnot. She but, is very horny. Yes, and very she, she's horny for business and horny for success. And yes, that's Haviland Morris, and uh, she's very hot. She, yes. A, yeah, is it okay they to play say a the, dime? Like, is it Jessica is it okay Rabbit type I, of thing at points, yeah. too? Yes. Yeah, like a live-action Jessica Rabbit is totally uh, the, the vibe that she goes for. It's very fun. Uh, but is, is it okay to say dime? I don't really know. Like, yeah. Is that, okay, yeah, well, she's, well, a dime. She's, a dime. she's a dime. She's a dime. She's a dime, <laughs> then. I'm going yeah, to say it. Uh, uh, I don't think that's problematic. Okay, yeah, I, I don't... Uh, yeah, I, I can't it's keep not it. problematic like, unless you're a coward. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Jordan Peterson. All right, cool. Uh, <laughs> um, Up yours, woke moralist. <laughs> you sons of... 
Americans. <laughs> we'll see who cancels who. <laughs> this Muppet ass voice. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, speaking of gremlins, goddamn Kermit the Frog sounding motherfucker. Kermit the Frog ass. Yeah, the, the, the service to Kermit the Frog. Honestly, and anyway, going back to it, she comes by. She's introduced by walking up to his his illustration of their new. Uh, uh, a wing or like a civic center they're going to build in Chinatown. And yes. he's done this full illustration of it. And she says, um, you know, it would look a lot better if you put trees in it. And he was like, oh, well, you know, this sort of just like put some trees in it. She's very demand insistent of it. And it's like, he's already worked up the whole image. It looks really nice. And he has to do that shit in analog. So like reworking it for the trees is a huge pain in the ass. And uh, he, he works up the whole thing. And then several scenes later, Clamp comes in and, like, he's never been in this wing before because it's a massive tower and he's a super wealthy and, you know, like, exclusive business guy and yeah. he wouldn't be on the ground floor. So Clamp is coming through. I love it, too. He's like, I'm going to be around here more often. It's the kind of shit that you'd expect him to say. And he comes up to it and he's like, oh, I love it. It's a perfect piece. Get rid of the trees, though. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm not so sure about those trees. <laughs> Dude, I have, oh, my God, so, so many yes. times have I, have I, like, been in that exact situation. Absolutely. Like, and it's like, holy fuck. It's like, who cares? <laughs> like, how much, how much did it hurt you when the dumb gremlin, uh, messed up his painting? Uh, physical pain. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> physical pain when, yeah, the dumb gremlin, like, like, the water gets... It's not that, no, the dumb gremlin doesn't mess with the painting, it's that it's... Well, yeah, first the janitor is, like, fucking with the water fountain, it, and it, it sprays... It twice. Yeah, and it sprays the water on the painting, which then drips down onto Gizmo. Yeah, because it goes down then, the pencil holder like a gutter, and I thought that was really clever. It was fun. Yeah, and, yeah. It, yeah, and gets onto Gizmo, who's hiding under it, and that's what gets him wet, so he, you know, he spawns the other mogwai, who then turn into gremlins. But, yeah, the, the, the dumb gremlin, the googly-eyed gremlin... Um, the, as, a as staple the, of the film. As the Jordan Peele, or as the uh, Keen Peele sketch says, the gremlin who's just there to look stupid. You do know, because you talk about a gremlin whose sole purpose in this film is just that he looks stupid as fuck. Yes, it can be in the movie, and it is in the movie. Done next. <laughs> <laughs> Which is uh, fully accurate. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, he when that when that Mogwai comes out, he, like, start. He he runs all over the painting and is like fucking it up. Yeah, with yellow paint. Yeah. yeah. It's got all the little footprints on it. And then he's like painting on like the, the magnifying glass or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like the thing. Um, a little piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. I'd eat that gremlin. <laughs> that gremlin sucks, man. Like, yeah. put that motherfucker in the blender. Yeah. He almost goes in. He doesn't. Well, yeah, but he knocks the blender off the counter first before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they kind of tease you with it because he's playing along the counter and you see the blender there. And they, they put that, so that that idea aside pretty quickly. So he knocks it off. Yeah, it's like the first, the first like, thing no, he we're not blending It's like, no, oh, no, that. you can't put that, that little piece of shit in the blender because yeah. then he broke the blender. Yeah. From there, you know, we get sort of the outbreak starts to happen in the building. One of my favorite bits that comes out of that is the building, in addition to being a shopping center and, like, a, a corporate office building, it's also um, a TV network. So they yes. have different... They have all the um, sound stages. Sound stages. Uh, Phoebe Cates is like a tour guide and she's giving tours across all these ones. And they go into one of the sound stages and it's uh, Weber Cooks, essentially. It's uh, 
But I think it's microwaving with Marlene yeah. or something yeah. like or with Marge. Yeah, yeah. Microwaving, microwaving with, with Marge. Marge. And it's great. It's this total Weber Cooks sort of. Well, no, it's a blend of Weber Cooks and like Paula Dean. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, well, because like she's she's supposed to be like shilling for all of their bad food products. It's meals that you exclusively microwave in your home. Yeah, and it's so it's it's all like really nasty. Like like she 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 doesn't use like cheese. She uses cheese, cheese product. product. Yeah, and like processed cheese product. Processed, yeah, processed cheese, cheese product. product and things like that. It's like oh yeah, I make these delicious uh, like five bean uh, ham rolls yeah. and shit. And it's like some of the nastiest. Yeah, re- refried bean bologna rolls. Oh. Where it's <laughs> just a spoonful of refried beans and a piece of bologna rolled oh. up and stuck the toothpick. Yeah. Man, I wish I could remember what she's cooking in that big pot, which is funny because she's not microwaving it. But it's like a big pot. It's like it's like oh, no, she tuned, uses the big pot as it's, it's like a hyperbolic example of like how kitchens used to be before it's like, the microwave. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like tuna cheese products, oh. like yeah. Pasta surprise or something like it. it's oh, funnier than that. Pasta but casserole. Yeah, I mean it's uh, well, it's it's whatever it is. The last word is surprise. Well, yeah. I remember that. And I know there's tuna and I know there's cheese product in it. Surprise. So it's tuna cheese product surprise. <laughs> it's just like so nasty. Yeah, this is a surprise, yeah. all right. Where's the pickle? That's the surprise. surprise. <laughs> God, we're we're just like dropping so many references to like fucking obscure ass YouTube videos. Yeah, this dude. Episode. Well, fortunately, yeah, the Key and Peele one isn't that obscure. But yeah, I would, that one's that one's not. I, I would Weber, recommend Weber, watching it Weber if you Cooks. Have it. Weber Cooks is and I pickle surprise. We're twenty twenty two referencing pickle surprise. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Old. That's I'm old. <laughs> That's the that is the surprise. Right. We're old. <laughs> I absolutely love that soundstage gag though. And like all the sound stages are fun and unique yeah. too. Like uh one of the main character's friends, he does like a late night horror show. Grandpa Frank. Yeah. yeah. But he's dressed up as Dracula. Yeah. It's like a, a, a sort of, I, I guess the, the contemporary analog would be uh, the Jim Bob drive-in. Yeah, like Joe show. Bob Briggs. Jo- Joe Bob Briggs, well, that's right, not Jim Bob. He's doing like a cheap Elvira, right? Where yeah. he's like between yeah. the shows. It's like, oh, tonight's thing is... Uh, you know, the, Attack the of classic, the Tentacle Monster. Classic horror. He's uh, he's yeah. he's dressed like Grandpa Monster. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. The Dracula with, like, the weird, like, curly Q sort of hairdo and the old cape, like, showing, uh, you know, like, shitty B-horror movies on... Uh, yeah, and, like, the 3.30 a.m. time slot. That's another great example of the of the Ted Turner rag is, like, he's talking to Billy and he's, like... And Billy asks him something, like, why don't you show, like like the old universal monster movies like Frankenstein stuff whatever and he's like all the good all the good old horror movies are in black and white and Mr. Clamp only wants color so that's why he's showing like the shitty B movies because that's all he's got <laughs> which is great well because like once the gremlins take over and like they're trying to sort of like control the media narrative of like about like what's happening like he grabs just like some tourist who's there who has like a bunch of cameras and he like becomes comes a camera guy and he's doing like live you know uh like on-scene reporting of like the crisis in clamp tower but he's still dressed up as dracula the whole time (laughs) which is really funny and i love that like when clamp sees that 
that on TV. He's like watching it, and he and first and he's just like Dracula. <laughs> it's like he doesn't even he doesn't, he doesn't even like he doesn't even recognize that this is like somebody who works for him. That's like on his network. He's just like. Dracula? He's <laughs> Dracula's doing the news broadcast. Well, it's like, you get you get the idea that, like, he's such a, quote, like, ideas guy that, yeah. like, he doesn't pay attention to any of his departments, isn't aware of, like, anything that's going on. Which is why, like, it's funny when he goes to the art I mean, department like, and he's like, like yeah, I don't Trump. be around here more often because, like, clearly, like, some of his, like, aides or whatever are like, Mr. Clamp, you really should be, like, you know, more involved. Like, like in true Trump fashion, he's got a lot of big ideas but doesn't let, have the attention span yeah. to, like, yeah. act to, like follow through on execution it's like oh yeah we should do this 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 and this but like it all fails because it's also like poorly operated and put yeah. together yeah, so um, funny. my other favorite tv bit is uh they cut to a like a movie review studio and the movie police leonard uh leonard Mar- uh malton yes the famous uh movie reviewer um, the show is literally called The Movie Police yeah. and it has like a siren that goes on before it, which is really funny. And he's reviewing the first Gremlins movie. The original movie. Band band. <laughs> Giving it a, a negative review. Yeah, he's lambasting it. Yeah. Um, which which he did in yeah. real life. Yeah. Which is really funny because like he did actually give the original Gremlins like a bad review and the fact that Joe Dante brought him on to do it again in this movie is really funny and also shows that like Leonard Malton's a good sport. Yeah, know? they're both good sports. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, that's super cool. Um, I mean, that's one of the things I love about Joe Dante in general is like my, my, my man is just such a good sport. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, well, I, I love it too because like it, that's the second time that the movie rags on like obnoxious fans. You've got that instance, you know, where it's like the the, the critic is like ah, you know, Gremlins two sucks, and the Gremlins come in and eat them. And then, but earlier on when they're in the uh, the security room, and our, our protagonist first comes up to warn everybody of like the dangers of these Gremlins. Mm-hmm. It's like, look, you know, like you can't feed them after midnight. You can't do this or whatever. The first thing that happens is like two of the like security aides or whatever kind of lean over and they're like. Oh yeah, well, what if you're in a different time zone? Well, no, that the whole the whole room starts doing, doing it. That. Like everybody yeah, yeah. in the control room starts like questioning the rules, yeah, which like, is funny oh, well, because you know, the like, rules what kind of water, you know, like how much moisture's in the air is that like, going to get them? What if like, he whatever? eats? What if he eats something before midnight, but then he gets a poppy seed stuck in his teeth, and then after midnight, the poppy seed comes loose from his teeth and falls down his throat? Does that technically count as eating after midnight? It's so funny, too, because, like, the rules don't make sense, and that was, like, one of the major criticisms of, like, the first Gremlins is, like, these rules don't, like, the rules of what to do with the Mogwai, like, doesn't. That's what yeah. it's Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, it's super loose, and so, like, when he comes in and starts trying to warn these people, and he's, like, telling them the rules, it's like, the they can't go in the bright light, it hurts them, and they can't, you can't get them wet, and they can't eat after midnight, and then, like, everybody in the room starts, like, hyper-analyzing everything. <laughs> thing <laughs> well it's it's just it's fucking like reddit forums yeah you know in a nutshell like i think it, yeah. that, that that line is that bit is aged really well well but me. then and then it's, of course it's, it's the, fucking cinema sins you know it's the like it's that dumb bullshit but they're not like wrong though yeah. that's well, the thing no, it's like, yeah. it's you like almost, being... at, in current day you expect to hear the ding or whatever yeah well it's 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 not that they're not wrong it's just that it doesn't fucking matter because yeah. it's right. fucking gremlins right right yeah like, it's it's, it's, it's so low stakes yeah. like it does 
like you shouldn't be thinking about these mm. things. But I, I or think the very I, least, like it's fun and fine to talk about and stuff in movies. Like I mean, fuck, we wouldn't be here otherwise. It's just like to take it seriously. Literally, our job. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like you, you can't. You can't like get. You can't be. Well, that's, annoyed that a movie doesn't. Explain that's what I think is so good. Comedy. That's what I think is so good about the bit in this movie is that I feel like it does a really good job of like cutting both ways in acknowledging that the rules are confusing and don't make sense under scrutiny, but also like being like people who get too focused on that shit are corny. You know, and yeah. then of course the ultimate punchline is right in the middle of that. A gremlin bursts out of one of the the computer yes. consoles and like starts mauling. Yeah, he was talking <laughs> just about starts ripping his face stuff. off. Yeah, like, it's, like, it's like that's like, yeah. that's like the perfect way to end that bit. Yeah, it's, yeah, so it's like yeah, they're, they're all like, oh yeah, well you know defeat it after midnight, but then fly over to a new time zone and just rips their fucking just, face like, off. Just like bursts out Fuck of the consoles. Like yeah. The rules, it's like ultimately, you, doesn't the, matter. ultimately the rules don't matter. The gremlin still ate your face, right? The yeah. rules don't make sense, but you're still dead. <laughs> like, it's, beautiful. It's Fucking really good. beautiful. It's really, yeah. really good. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, and just, like, to get several of those, like, I, uh, yeah, like, the, the amount of meta in this movie is, is, is fucking hilarious. Yeah. And, and frankly, too, like, I, I think ahead of its time. You know? Yeah, definitely. Well, this movie goes to the extreme with that to the point where, you know, at a certain point, the film burns and we see the gremlins doing shadow puppets in front of the, the you know, blank screen projector, yep. which is one of my favorite sequences of the movie. I think that is and, great. Like, you think that they're transitioning away. Like, okay, the the screen burns and it's like, that's... That could be fourth wall, but it could also just be a cool transition into the movie theater in this place. But then, like, the Hulkster pops up. And fucking Hulk Hogan. Hulk fucking yeah. Hogan pops up, and he tells people to quiet so that they can keep watching Gremlins 2. And, like, he just outright well, no, he, breaks he the fourth yells, wall. He yells at the Gremlins in the booth. He's like, hey, you better stop it up there so we can finish this damn movie, you know? So good. Uh, apparently, uh, the version the version we watched has like the film and like the booth burning. But like um, when the film was released on home video, they swapped that out uh, for an alternate version where it looks like the VHS is breaking. And uh, awesome. a bunch a bunch of people thought it was real. Because they had done it so, like, they'd done the VHS, like, glitching so effectively that they, like, stopped watching the movie and, like, returned it to Blockbuster and shit and complained. It's like this VHS is busted. Holy shit. That rules. Holy Man, shit. I feel I'd like to see that. Yeah, that's something that I'm sure it's, really I'm sure it's probably on YouTube. You, you know, I used to have anymore. I used to have a VHS copy of this movie as a kid that I watched and I can't remember what that sequence was like at the time. It's been too yeah. long. I feel like my mom probably doesn't still have it. I mean, even if she did, I don't know. I feel like you can't really pull off that kind of meta home no. video thing anymore. Like, I think there was a video game, Eternal Darkness, that did something similar where yeah. it would give you, like, the blank video screen when you were going insane. Well, fucking Metal Gear Solid 2 uh, yeah. did that with Psycho Mantis where he'd, like, read your memory card your and, like, sh and, like read your, sa your memory, your save file and, like, show you, like, what 
like games you had been playing and be like this memory's corrupted and shit like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, that, that stuff is really fun. It is. It's great. Well, Eternal Darkness had the the one with the fly crawling on the screen too. That's yeah, really yeah. And they did some neat stuff. This is like a primo example of doing that in film and it actually not being cringe yeah weird well, the reason it's not cringe well it's it a gets, little cringe i mean because the, Hul- the hulkster because hulk hogan in today's light yeah you know hulk hogan back then right right wasn't yeah, yeah. the hulk hogan we know today 100 percent, 100 percent. no the thing that really to me sells it is what else is known for breaking the fourth wall all the time fucking looney tunes Yep. Right? Yes. And, absolutely. And so it. While I, I, I was the one to say it was ahead of its time. It's also, I you mean, know, like an Jesus older era. Jesus Christ! There's so many like fucking literal Looney Tunes gags in this movie. Like the part where Clamp's secretary is like taking a memo or whatever, and like one of the gremlins is like <laughs> hiding behind her desk, and he puts a mouse trap in her sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> like that's a fucking Looney yeah. Tunes gag. Or right like there. early in the movie. Uh, to introduce that the building is uh, smart, they have a uh, revolving door. Yes, and someone just gets spun around really fast and shot and out of shot it. out of it. Yeah, it's, it's like such Looney Tunes. It's great, and that just goes back to why it's so perfect that they have the film start with like Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck yeah. like introducing it. Like there's like a Looney Tunes cartoon at the beginning because it perfectly sets the tone for the film. Because so much of the comedy in this movie is like straight up Looney Tunes slapstick humor. Yeah, and it's fucking awesome. It's done so. well well it's so funny i also think it's funny that joe dante later went on to direct looney tunes back in action uh in like 2001 2002 yeah. or something like that starring brendan fraser starring for brendan fraser and bugs bunny <laughs> <laughs> let us not forget you know i that's a movie i remember liking as a kid it's got some cool ideas but it stinks the thing is i don't feel like I should revisit it because it's probably no. not going to hold up. But at keep, the same keep time, your sweet child, keep your sweet childhood I did see of it. Space Jam 2 when that came out. Not in theaters, but... Yeah, but you didn't have nostalgia for that. No, and I realized how awful it was, so the bar is very low, is what I'm saying. Man, real talk, the original Space Jam is a pretty bad movie, too. I have, like, immense nostalgia for it because I was a child. I haven't rewatched it. But it's not a a good movie. Here's the thing, though. Who Framed Roger Rabbit fucking slaps. It's a great movie. Fucking Nobody's Nobody's arguing that. Yeah. If you're Roger Rabbit, fucking slaps. You can do it. Yeah. Nobody's arguing that. Yeah. Lola Bunny is hot and Jessica Rabbit is hot too. <laughs> there, I said it. Ben has outed himself. Oh, man. All right. Uh, are you one of those? As a kid, I thought. Are you one of those? We people? all did. Come on. As a kid. No. I really did. You probably. No. 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 She, she, she thinks. That wasn't my awakening, you know? I'm oh, be real. Come on. No, I didn't. I, fucking. The stars no. didn't mind. I'm, I'm not. I'm on a podcast you. with. Two liars. Look, man. Look. Two liars and then <laughs> no, review bro. a set of movies. <laughs> no, bro. You're just that's wish fucking wishful thinking. My my equivalent of sexual awakening was Rachel Weiss in the Mummy. Oh, yeah, it was yours. Yeah, she's hot. Yeah, mine was like it was two two different things. Oh fuck, I can't remember her name. It was the uh, the Playboy actress in uh, but she has a scene in Trading Places with Eddie Murphy. 
and uh, uh, what a what a film to talk about this in. It's not a subject I was expecting to talk about on this podcast episode. Ben started but, by and, saying Lola Bunny is hot, and uh, the stripper android from Blade Runner, which probably explains a lot. But mm. you know. You know, like, uh, all I'm saying is, like, were you one of those when you're, like, nine or ten years old... Were you one of those people like, who oh, was, man, who was I'm mad? I'm feeling weird kind of ways <laughs> right you, now. Were you mad that they uh, desexified Lola Bunny yeah, in Space Jam 2? Well, okay, so <laughs> the thing is... <laughs> Space Jam 2 was a bad movie. That certainly didn't help it. (laughs) (laughs) So the answer to my question is yes. (laughs) Is you were one of those remember what they took from us guys. (laughs) Hey, I've been uh, a totally irrelevant question just to kind of get things back on course. How do you feel about the green (laughs) M&M? See, I... I Shoddy bad. Okay. Okay. Oh, good shit. Good shit. No, I. Hey. I think uh, here, here. Here's here. Just, mm. my, <laughs> my bet. Okay. Is <laughs> what's your bet? I. I did not experience that. <laughs> I can't say I did. Totally fine if you did that, bro. I don't, I don't Jessica care. Rabbit, though. I think we can all agree. I was too young. I didn't uh, when I watched it. I didn't uh, like that waist know. too narrow is well, scary. Yeah, it's scary. She might she might snap. You're you're worried about it. Yeah, yeah, too anxious. Uh, I think um, no, that's all fine and good. But no, whenever I hear like I, I have a few friends who have outed themselves as furries and like <laughs> that is not what's like, going and, on. Uh, no, it's it's okay, bud. It's all right. It's fine. <laughs> but you know the it, it's 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 twenty twenty. Who, who cares anymore? Uh, but it's twenty twenty two actually. Yeah, like, <laughs> you're, about, you're about two years off, but yeah. your point stands. Yeah, even more so. But like, look, it's you know it's current year and uh, there's. Uh, I, I've heard from from several uh, people I consider to be friends that like you know they they experienced that like watching like early Disney movies and shit or whatever and I was like oh damn what's her face in that movie that was the one you N- know? Nala yeah. making them eyes and like <laughs> <laughs> my dude that's a lie <laughs> that was a funny fucking tweet. You guys are too close, dude. That's a lion. I I look at I look at a dump truck and we're I call too, it a dump truck. We're too close-minded because we don't think Lola Bunny's hot. <laughs> yeah. I see a I I see a gremlin with a thick thick dump truck. Is this with some teeth? Is this furry erasure? Is that what we're doing right now? I don't know. I don't know what's happening here. Now he's transitioning yeah. into the pog. Gremlin. See, I was trying to segue the, the, here. The, the po- the saying pog if, it's, if it's dummy, that's all it's got to be is dummy thick. That's it. It's a, you know, it's a, I mean, yeah, you know, at a certain point, I can't argue with that. I yeah. take, I, I'm not taking you to the zoo. When it's, when it's, <laughs> you, so you can stay home. When it's thick, it's thick, right? right? Yeah. Hey, I mean, you gotta call a, a dump truck a dump truck. Jesus Christ! <laughs> this is one of those times where I hope Jesus. fewer people listen to this podcast <laughs> than I think that they do. What a mess! If you're not listening to this podcast, you're the winner right now. Yeah. Shout out to all our not listeners. <laughs> Shout out to everybody not listening to this <laughs> right now. <laughs> and Real we were ones. worried about getting canceled for calling someone a dime. Yeah, right. And now we've had 
a 15 minute conversation about big booties. <laughs> well, let's talk about the the, the Pogwai, shall we? Yeah, Pogwai. That's that's one of the 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 DNA concoctions. Well, they yeah, have. she drinks the bimbo juice. Yeah, drinks the bimbo juice in Doctor Catheter's lab because he's got he's got a a, a, flask. <laughs> a vial of bimbo. Juice. He's got he's got a flask of woman DNA. <laughs> I so like to the, imagine he had it in a little glass case that said emergency use only. <laughs> Break if horny. <laughs> and one of the gremlins the drinks cat boy it. Flew in. <laughs> And one of the gremlins drinks it and becomes dummy thick <laughs> with with big kissy lips. And she goes after the hologram doctor from Voyager. Uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, Richard Picardo. Richard Picardo. Yeah. Not to be um, confused with Captain Picard, who's a different yeah. character. Yeah, Richard uh, Picardo. He he's my favorite character in Voyager. He's hilarious. That's cool. He, he's also um, he's the voice and model for the cab driver in Total Recall. How about it? Hmm. You know the one that explodes, huh? And melts. It's all fun. Yeah, it's uh, it's Robert Picardo. It's his voice, and they, Robert it's Picardo. His, that's right. And they, they did a plastic version of his face as well. It's really funny. It's a good bit. He's great. He's a joy. Um, I mean, he's good. He's good in this. Um, at, well, at a certain point, it's like the only danger he's in is being smooched to death by uh, this uh, thick gremlin bitch. Yeah. And eventually, he just succumbs. And at the, well, yeah, and at the end, he, he to, gives in because yeah. he's been trapped in the bathroom and being uh, um, sexually assaulted off screen for probably several hours. That for, for so long, he's him, been yeah. he's been negged for so long. It's uh, it's a, it's a case of sto- it's a case of Stockholm, Stockholm syndrome. syndrome definition. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty fucked up. So he agrees to <laughs> uh, to marry the Pogwai at the end, which I will say is a little bit confusing because like she does show up during the musical number in the lobby at the end, which then they all get rained. Uh, the, they turn the sprinklers on and then the electric gremlin electrocutes all of them and they melt. So how'd she get back up to the bathroom? She, um, she left she right get away from that. So yeah, they just had her like come up out of that stage and like do the little sexy dance or whatever. And then Sing she New went, York, New York. Yeah, and then she went back to um, she went back to the bathroom to harass Robert Picardo. Yeah, where she was keeping him is just like. I mean, that's a that's a pretty big loose end, right? Because like they they thought they killed all of them, but if somebody splashes like there's in the bathroom, if somebody splashes water on that bitch, but then... here's the real question: See, does cum count? Come is wet. Come is wet. There's, there's definitely, there's definitely at least some water in come. I'm not. She's listen, listen, listen. Listen, listen, I'm not. Listen, I'm not. I'm not a scientist. Okay, I'm not a doctor. (laughs) But come is wet, so there's at least some water in it, right? There's got, there's got at least be some. I'm not a doctor, so I can't tell you percentages. Yeah. But there's some of it. Here's yeah, the thing. Income. It's yeah. not so. a plot hole that she didn't die with all the others because they're leaving it open so she can get pregnant. Think that's the and sequel. that's the sequel. Yeah. Half oh, gremlin, half man. human. Abominations. It's a... Uh, it's Ooh. a mogul. I... Mogul fly. 
Brundle fly. Brundle mogwai. I see what you're trying to do. I don't know if it's okay. <laughs> here's, here's my question. I respect it. Here's my question. Mog, why would you do that? <laughs> Mog, why not? Oh. Yeah. Well, I'm, I won't be watching Gremlins 3. You will for this podcast. Yeah. yeah. 2023, let's go, 2023, baby. 2023, let's go, baby. Um, that movie is never going to actually be made. You don't think so? No. 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 But, but Warner Brothers loves it. to do that shit. They're on a roll with that shit right now. You can. I think it'll be made. I think it'll be made. I think it'll be made. I think it'll be bad. I think I think it, it's going to be... Okay, what's the worst thing that they could do? CG. I mean, is this is this skip, is this skipping ahead? Didn't Ben give us a homework assignment? Yeah, to, yeah. Let's say uh, some. Right, let's, let's, yeah, I will let's, say it seems like a movie so. that would get stuck in development hell for like another twenty years. But if it was in development hell, would it have a release no. year? Yes. <laughs> that's happened all the time. That's fair. That's, I just, fair. I just that's why we predict Friday the 13th, like, every, every year. year. And that's why we predicted New Mutants for every year. Yeah. yeah. No, you're, no, that's correct. You're, you're right. I'm wrong. I'll admit, I'll, I'm, I'm man enough to admit when I'm wrong. I'm <laughs> yeah, well, not always. Yeah. I'm not a See Lola Bunny. Oh, 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 okay, okay, okay. <laughs> All right. Funny season. What else we got? I mean, it's mostly visual gags, so, like, we don't have a whole lot to talk well, about. Well, I think, I think what we should absolutely mention, because we've talked a lot about the visual gags, and, like, there's way too many jokes in this movie to, like, break down, and also, you know, if you haven't seen it, you should, but... I think something that we absolutely absolutely should mention is that the effects in this movie oh, are supreme. exquisite. Yes. I mean, they were they were in the original Gremlins as well. The animatronics, the puppets, uh, the stop motion has always been very good, um, but they definitely did not skimp on that in this movie. My uh, my so many favorite effect in this movie, and it's such a small detail, is. When the gremlins are multiplying, when they get wet, you see, like, little pods form on them. Mm -hmm. And in the pods, they're, like, semi-gelatinous. And you can see little gremlins, gremlins like, swimming around in it. And it's, like, that is awesome. Like The the fact that they could get those little ones animated inside those pods. It's such a small detail. But it, like, adds so much. All of the puppetry is so good. The gremlins look great. They feel great. They all have such a unique personality. They do. Gizmo is as adorable as ever. We haven't talked a lot about Gizmo. He's very cute. He does a whole Rambo thing. He kills the spider gremlin (laughs) by shooting an exploding arrow at it out of, like, a homemade bow and arrow that he made. Um, I did see that, like, he, you know, one of the things at the very beginning is, like, he's watching Rambo Mm -hmm. on TV, like, Rambo 2 or 3, I think. Um, And uh, they did get Stallone's permission. They're like, we want to have Gizmo do a Rambo thing in this movie. Is that okay? And Stallone gave him the thumbs up so fucking that's, awesome that's very dope yeah. but yeah uh gizmo is extremely cute uh as always he's adorable and a sweet precious baby boy um <laughs> the voice done by howie mandel which i always forget about yeah which is really <laughs> weird um, <because laughs> considering howie mandel in hindsight 
whatever. But um, yeah, man, all the puppetry is fucking awesome, and even like the the little bit of like uh, like digital or and or CG stuff they do, like the the electric gremlin. That all looks for. I don't know for sure whether that's CG or if that's them painting on the on the film. It seemed kind of rotoscope. It does yeah. seem rotoscoped. It, lo- it looks it looks very good. With what? Uh, the electric gremlin. Oh, the electric gremlin. No, I don't think yeah. it's rotoscoped. Um, what would they be rotoscoping from? Like it, it, it's uh, rotoscoping can be just drawing on film. Oh right, sure. right. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. that in that case, yeah. But it would be like cell. Usually, you do like cells over the top of it. You wouldn't like yeah. But like, um, which would just be animation like. I don't think you would call, like, for instance, like, Roger Rabbit, which is how they did it, right? Like, would you call that rotoscoping? No, no. No. No, you're right, you're right. Like, yeah, yeah, rotoscoping is usually, like, for instance, in... I think we've talked about this before on the podcast, actually. I think you and I had a conversation about it. And and I think that... Actually, I think you were technically right, like, at the end of that conversation, if I remember as well. But, like... No, but, like, generally, rotoscoping is, like, for instance... Painting over something. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, if you have, um... Like, Beauty and the Beast is a great example. When the prince is, like, running up the stairs and his cape is billowing, they filmed it in live action. Yeah. And then they... They animated over it, you know. Yeah. Um, and fucking, like, Waking Life and Scanner Darkly yeah, and, and stuff shit like that. Like that. But, like, here it's like, no, yeah, they just, yeah, they animated it. My point is, it, it looks, looks good. It, yeah, it looks, it looks good. I love that they trap the electric gremlin in the phone by putting him on hold. Permanently. Because they've got, like, the they've got like the, the futuristic, like, computer phones on everybody's desk. And when the electric gremlin attacks, they just hold out the receiver, and he goes in there, and they press hold. And so he's trapped in the phone until they release him later to electrify all of the rest of the gremlins during their big... uh, Smooth jazz. During their big Frank Sinatra, New York, New York number. (laughs) They do a musical number before they're about to escape outside, uh, which is very good. Man, I uh, I have such, like, a weird, like, physical reaction to that uh, New York, New York song because um, the bar that I was uh, a bouncer Uh and head of security (laughs) at when I was in college... um, That was the that was the, the last song at the end of the night. That was like the lights up song. Was Frank Sinatra New York New York? Why? So I, bro, I don't know. It was bro, you you know the bar I'm talking about. Yes, but it was uh it was a a a an uh just uh, an Italian thing. An Italian. Uh, it was a quote unquote cocktail lounge. It was an absolutely dog shit trashy college bar that does not exist anymore. Um, but uh, the veneer of it was like Italian cocktail lounge. So like the end of the night song, like when they turn the lights on and we're getting everybody out. It was New York. New York by Frank Sinatra. That's what that's was playing everybody out. So whenever I hear that song, I'm like, closing time. We're closing it up. <laughs> All right, get out. All right, close out your tabs and get out. <laughs> yep. That's what I hear when I hear New York, New York. Um, and that is what they do. That's what they do. That's they it's close, it's closing. They close in times life. and they get out of life. They get melted into big puddles of gremlin. It's like when, when they enter the studio after all of the gremlins have been uh, burst. It's like they're walking into the den in aliens. It's just like goo everywhere. Yeah, and like it's awesome. Yeah, and bits of 
gremlin. Clamp slips and falls on it. <laughs> yeah, it's like just covered in, in perfect like Looney Tunes fashion. Gremlin entrails. And yeah, it's awesome. Bits and gore, like it's gore. It's like, like half melted skulls. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like that's that's one thing I did want to mention. I'm glad you brought this up. This is uh, one of the first PG-13 movies ever because the original Gremlins was PG. And it was before uh, before PG thirteen existed, and this was one of those first movies where they were still like trying out that rating, where it's like it's definitely more than PG, but it's not quite R rated. So this is one of those trailblazer movies, but like it is like well, didn't they extremely PG thirteen rating after Gremlins because of Gremlins? Like, or am I misremembering I... that? I want to say yeah. I've heard that before. I mean, after it, the first one, it exi- oh, yeah, it, it, it existed before this movie, but this was one of still one of the first PG thirteen movies. Not yeah. like the first, but it was still like it was still like a new rating when yeah. this movie came out. But like it is, this movie is like very gory when it comes to the gremlins. Like Clamp puts one of the gremlins in the paper shredder earlier, yeah. and just like <laughs> turns it into like absolute. Oh, Goo just yeah. pulps yeah. it. Yeah, it's it's very good. Uh, I, I I I like that, and I like when they come into the the lobby at the end. There's just like gremlin goo everywhere, and like half melted gremlin skeletons and shit. Like yeah. it's it's awesome. It's baroque, it's and it's and it looks it's all practical, and it looks so good. Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, it's it all looks great. So massive good. set, and they trashed the yeah. whole thing. Well, Joe Dante had an unlimited budget. He could do whatever the fuck he want with this movie, and he sure fucking did. You know, ending with a musical number like that is also very Mel Brooks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's fucking Looney Tunes. Yeah. It's like, it is just, it's cartoon. Yeah. It's, all of this shit is just fucking, like, perfect cartoon. Like, this is a live-action cartoon in the truest yeah. sense. In the same way that Spaceballs is, in the same way that, you know. Really and it's cool. awesome. It's true. And, uh, you know, we, we men- Ben and I both mentioned on the last episode that, uh, that this is our preferred Gremlin. We prefer this yes. to the original Gremlin. Yes, I think because it goes more over the top yes. and campy. It's more fun. It's- and the original Gremlins is a fantastic movie. Yes. Oh, yeah. See a review on it. Not, not to diminish it at all. But, yeah, no, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly, Ben. Like, the, I think this is... I enjoy this more because it is everything I love about the original Gremlins, but more. Mm-hmm. This is like the we've talked so much this year than in the year of the sequel about the same but more and this is I think maybe with Gremlins 2 we've hit the epitome of that in the best way. Yeah, yeah, and where it's like it is it is the best example of the same but more. You know, in terms of stuff we've it's the covered, I would standard. almost compare it to something like Texas Chainsaw 2. Where, like, it's more, same but more, but it goes campier, too, yeah. to kind of emphasize that. But the where, where I'll disagree with you on that is that while I do like Texas Chainsaw 2 a lot, and it is same but more, I still think that the original is better. This is the advancement of that, where it's the same but more, and it transcends well, even I, the original. I think the big difference there is... The original Gremlins had, you know, touches of this. Yeah. Where, you know, this, rather than kind of recontextualizing like Texas Chainsaw does, this one just turns it up to 11. Mm-hmm. 
and just maximizes, you know, all the the visual gags. Yeah. I mean, what's so beautiful is it still does it in a different setting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you mix it up and up. Um, we're not it just feels a small fresh. town being attacked again. It's yeah. something different. Well, and I love how at the end, uh, Clamp sees uh, Billy's drawing that he had just done in like his spare time of like their hometown that got fucking destroyed in Gremlins One, and Clamp sees that and he's like, "Yes, this is it. This is the next project. I'm gonna build a perfect little like small town community in New Jersey. This is what people want. The suburbs, you know. Like so, he sees that and he's like, "Yes, I'm gonna do that." But more! It's a, a really perfect... Yeah, I, I love the yeah. turn of phrase he has. He's like, this is going to be the biggest small town you've ever seen. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. So should we uh, rate and then play your game, Ben? Or should yeah, we game let's do yeah, it. Right. Yeah. Rate uh, first. So, ben, you start. Yeah, so I picked this movie. It's because I love this movie. It's great. I will say... There's certain points in the middle where it drags just a little bit, but that's just because for most of the movie, the jokes are coming at you mile a minute, so any breathing room it has almost feels unnecessary. Um, This movie is a four and a half out of five for me. Great stuff. Loved it. Five. Yeah. Loved it. Easy five. I'm going to mirror cleave, actually, like, especially after... I can't be the the blocker of a golden pot. I'll give it Are a five. Are you going to do it? Okay. I'll give it a five. Yeah. Okay, we bullied you into it. Uh, it was real hard. Yeah, man, like, honestly, it is, it is just like, it's one of those things where it's so much fun from beginning to end. It's like there's not a boring minute. There's no time during this movie that I'm having a bad time, like... I I can't find fault in it for just about anything. There's like, nothing I'd want to change. There's nothing it's so, I would want to add or it's take so, away. Yeah, it's so it's clever. It's so clever and on point in its commentary without being preachy. And, like, it's just a master class of practical effects. Like, it, it's just, yeah, it's a perfect film. I, I would think. be remiss by saying a little bit of the, some of the... The Chinatown jokes at the beginning are kind of rough. Yeah, uh, yeah. They haven't really aged that well. I will, I will note that. I, sure. I, that, that. That's my little little asterisk. It's my little little star there. That's a that hasn't aged very well. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even. It's, go not, with, it's not terrible. I wouldn't even it's say it's. I wouldn't even ever say it's really truly racist. Well, like, no, it's, 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 they're bad it's coming from shitty capitalist, you know, dudes. So, yeah, like, some like, of it's, it's some just of like it's the joke little... there is that they're racist and like that's it. Like that's the joke and like that's fine. Like I, it's it's whatever. Yeah, but I'm, like, I'm, I'm really, not the person to be up in arms. Really, with. really light. Like I would say that mm. so, that like tiny asterisk. In terms of in terms of its age, it's tone deaf. I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't feel good yeah. ever calling it like really racist. Yeah. Like it, I mean, it's a little bit tone deaf in some of its in some of its depiction of like uh, is, Chinese people. This is the but. same era as short round. Let's contextualize this. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> so, uh it's still a five. Still a five for me. So you're changing yours to a five then? Yeah, All right, I can't well, stop a golden pot. Then Gremlins 2 is a golden pot. So they uh, announced that a new Gremlins 3 uh, is on its way. Uh, I want y'all to pitch me your idea for 
Gremlins 3. After all this time, how do you reinvent and reinvigorate the franchise? Do you mind if I go first? So I, don't, I don't know if mine are going to be that funny or whatever, uh, so I'll just go ahead and get mine out of the way. I, I have two. Very, both pretty short, though. Um, one, I can see this being terrible, and it's not a choice. Like, if I heard that they were doing this, I wouldn't be excited about it, but I feel like it could be done well, and that's you do the gremlin, and it's about the first gremlin. Mm. <clears throat> when is that set? Uh, uh, what time period? I feel like you got to make it a period piece. Yeah, you do Ming Dynasty China. Oh, okay. And okay. you, yeah, you, you give it to, like, a Chinese martial arts movie director. I'm kind of into that. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, and you, you make it about, like, the original Gremlin. And what's cool is, like, again, you give it to a director, like, who got their start doing, like, Chinese movies of that sort. And it's, like, so it's, like, someone from, like, an actual, like, Chinese cultural perspective. Yeah. And just let them go haywire with it and do all sorts of cool, like, action practicals. With it? I'm not saying Gremlin Kung Fu. John Woo. Give it to John Woo. Give it to John Woo. Exactly. So, like, yeah. So you're yeah. not saying Gremlin Kung Fu, but you are saying it Gremlin would, but Kung Fu. But you are Fu. saying Gremlin it Kung would, Fu. It would definitely... Fe- the movie at some point would have Gremlin would Kung Fu. It would feature Kung Fu. It yeah. wouldn't be about Gremlin Kung Fu, but it would definitely happen. It would strongly feature <laughs> yeah, I love, like, I love that idea. In yeah. about two-thirds so, of the movie. I love that idea. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, in that case, my second one was just going to be, like, uh, you know, you, you take it... You take it to the deep future, and it's gremlins in space. Mm. And because, like, now oxygen is on the line, you know, and, and like, what what can you make that's even more high impact than a, uh, a smart tower? And that's a spaceship or a space station. And it's like, oh, it's space tourism, and you make it about Elon Musk shit. And it's like, it's a space tourism thing. And, uh, yeah, the gremlins are, like, trying to shut off the oxygen and stuff. <laughs> and, like, I mean, all you'd have to do is just, like, all way. of a sudden there's a hundred gremlins, so they're taking up way more of the station supply of oxygen than the people who yeah. already live there. So, oh, we gotta get rid of the gremlins before the oxygen runs out. But it's like, the gremlins don't really... The thing that makes it scary is that the gremlins don't understand how space works. Of course. And so, like, half their, yeah, their hijinks are, like, accidental stuff, and, like, there'd be a lot of gremlins, like, I mean, I think... I think floating the fu- around. Floating around. I, think, I think really the funniest thing you can do in that too is that gremlins can survive uh, vacuum. They can survive in space. Yeah. They can survive yeah, in space for a little while. Yeah, yeah. Um, At least for a little while. Yeah. Because also, like, like, because you don't want them to be like be able to perfectly survive in space. You would like to be able to survive in space to like a cartoon degree. Sure. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. you also. We need to get some gremlins in space. In space suits. Yeah. 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 You no, gotta see that. That's, that's a big a part idea. of it. That goes on the poster. Idea. Yeah. And uh, you've got... <laughs> <laughs> they have to make the little space... Wait. Which would be monkey. adorable. Monkey. Space monkey. Send a gremlin into space. And that's how it starts. That's they the They use thing. the monkey space suit. Yeah. They send Gizmo into space. space. And then there's some kind of malfunction mm-hmm. on the space shuttle that gets him wet. Yeah. And then more gremlins spawn, and they say, and there's some kind of ticking clock. It's like they have to send more people to space, to the space station or shuttle or whatever, to stop the gremlin infestation because such and such bad thing will happen if they don't. Yeah. That's a great idea. There you go. So those are my two. And uh, you know what? After saying them out loud and kind of workshopping them with you guys, 
I actually feel pretty good about him. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. What's your? Well, taste? I think I think you definitely have an advantage because you you had two instead of one. But I, I was I was I was thinking about What's your about Gremlin mine. origin story? Mine is also not like super fleshed out. But I was thinking, I was thinking like, okay, what is the root of Gremlins? Well, the whole idea comes from the old saying when like a machine or something is broken or it's on the fritz, it's got Gremlins, right? Like, when you don't quite know what's wrong with it, but something's wrong. So, you know, the first one, you've got you've got gremlins getting into the works. There's the part where they're, like, on the bulldozer. Like, there's there's always that aspect of them, like, getting in into machines and fucking up machines. Gremlins 2, they've got the smart tower. It's the ultimate sh- machine to fuck with, right? So I was thinking, what is the logical advancement of that? First, my brain went to space, but I was thinking, you know what? That's, a little, that's thinking a little too far ahead. So here's my answer. Gremlins in the metaverse. Oh, okay. The Gremlinverse? The Gremlinverse. You've got... The same kind of thing where in Gremlins 2 you've got a uh, sort of uh, this Donald Trump slash Ted Turner character. So in Gremlins 3 in the metaverse you have a sort of character um, who is uh, like a Mark Zuckerberg type, right? Who is developing a uh, an, an artificial universe. And I don't know how, I haven't thought that deep, I'm a big ideas kind of guy. Um, <laughs> uh, somehow, the gremlins get into the metaverse. Sure. But think about... Oh, metaverse, not multiverse. Correct, no. not multiverse, the metaverse. metaverse. This is the just metaverse. the plot of Space Jam 2, by the way, but go on. Uh, I haven't seen it, shut up! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so so you've got, but what I'm thinking where the real opportunity lies, that the metaverse, from what we've seen of it, as much as it's trying to talk it up, looks like dog shit. Yes, it looks, it's, like yeah. worse, it's like worse graphics than Second Life, right? So imagine, like, really shitty, low-poly CG gremlins in the computer stealing people's Bitcoin bought houses and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like really wreaking havoc across like social media, the internet, cryptocurrency, NFTs. Oh, you know, okay. like there's there's so I feel like there's so much So you do like the monkey NFT, the, the, but it's a gremlin instead. The word gremlin and NFT next to each other just makes me horrible. Horrified at the inevitable prospect that we get a Gremlins NFT. See, talk to me eight months ago, and I would have said yes, but NFTs have been so steeply declining over the last couple of months, I no longer think that that's inevitable. But I think where your brain is at is right for the movie that I'm thinking of, right? Yeah. Because, like, think... It's just right to be made fun of Think right about now. Think yeah. about replacing the Bored Apes. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, board ape. Think about replacing board apes, but with gremlins, with gremlins right? Yeah. But they're also in the metaverse, so they're buying like multi-million-dollar properties in cyberspace, and it all looks like dog shit. It all looks terrible, 
And that's how that's also how you save money. You can do it super cheaply <laughs> because the CG looks awful. So you because, do like lawnmower man level. Yeah, well like, because yeah, the me- because CG, the metaverse because yeah. the metaverse looks like shit. And I mean like you have it intercut with some real world stuff because like you've got your Mark Zuckerberg character, you know, what whatever, who's like a weird reptilian who doesn't have like uh real human emotion, so on and so forth. I, so he's I, a gremlin. I like this idea. My only studio notes is much like Space Jam 2, we need to get Don Cheadle as the internet. Yeah, Mr. So, internet. so Don so Don Cheadle Algebra. is So Don Cheadle is definitely going to be in the movie. Um so you're 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 right in that like Don Cheadle's for sure going to be in the movie, but uh no other licensed characters. Um this good, is a good. this is a license free movie. Every character that uh, might remind somebody of, like, a licensed IP is going to be just off-brand enough. The Funko Pop version. Correct. Mm. Okay. Right. So, uh, instead of, like, Bugs Bunny, for instance, we get... Bug um, Rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We get, uh, we get Buff Bonnet. And uh, he's... A, I don't like that. <laughs> he's a very strong um, gerbil. Yeah. Why not? Okay. Whatever. Um, what's up, champ? He's, he's like, yeah, exactly. He says, what's up, champ? What's up, What's up, sport? He's wearing a, he's wearing a sweatband. Um, what's up, players? And a muscle tee. Well, Offset will also be in the movie. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm turning away. All right, I'm done. That's the. I'm turning that's, away. That's the, end of, that's the end of my pitch. Okay. Who who wins? Let's see, uh, who I wins? Think, Cleveland I think... got Cleveland at the the. What's the your Gremlins origin story? Two. What do you do? Because there's another thought I have. I don't care about the Gremlins. I, well, so I you, have no, no, you already got two. You already got two. Oh, You're no, done. No, 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 I have my listen. own pitch. Yeah. Okay. All okay. Right. I, I, All right. So. We know the rules of the gremlins, right? It's, you know, don't feed them after midnight, don't get them wet. And no bright light. No bright light. So, what's a location where all three of those are easily available? The desert. A cruise ship. Oh. Oh. So we do gremlins, gremlins at, on sea. A, at sea on a cruise ship on, like, a cruise ship goes out, our main character is, like, in the shitty house band or whatever, and he, you yeah. know, brings it on his gizmo, and uh, it's it's a rainy cruise. There's a, a storm front going on, so he can be on the top, and little does he know, getting the gremlin wet multiplies them, and they all wreak havoc on the ship. Obviously, yeah. goes wild, and then uh, at that's the end a really of the movie, good opportunity for a gremlin and like a captain's hat. Oh, you got and a, yeah. a Hawaiian shirt and a ho- yeah. oh Hawaiian shirt gremlins. Yeah, yeah. that's Somali a that's a gremlins? fucking that's a fucking layup. Yo, <laughs> Somali, Somali pirate gremlins. Pirate what gremlins. if one of the gremlins like? I am the captain now. I am the captain. I, I am the captain now. <laughs> Whoa, bro, that's such that's a great. good idea. That's right. such a oh. good idea. I hate, I already gave two, but I have a short. You one. can't have more. You it's have funny, too many. Though. Listen, 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 listen. The gremlins. Okay, so what's the actual origin of gremlins, though? Right, World War Two. Oh, of course. <laughs> 
<laughs> World War II. No, no, but honestly, that's where the that's where the term came from. Was pilots would say, you know, like there's gremlins in my engine. Those darn mogwai in my engine. Yeah, well, that, that is that is like that. Is, that's the actual origin of the term. Like gremlins is like the vets would say, like, oh shit, like it's a gremlin, like some creature got into my engine and fucked it up. Like that was that was the actual origin of the term. So yeah, gremlins versus the Third Reich. Wouldn't gremlins be the Third Reich? Ooh. What if Hitler was a gremlin? Has anybody ever considered this? See, that's 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 a movie. He was like a weird little fucking uh, spazzed out freak. Gremlins. And that's what gremlins are, aren't they? Is yeah. weird little spazzed out freaks. Imagine a gremlin with a Hitler mustache. Nobody's ever thought of this before. See, or no one's certainly done it. That we know. We've this movie has never been made before. <laughs> before so right? brave. <laughs> we're we're breaking new ground. What if Hitler was a gremlin? Some ground. Alright, well, that's all we got for this one. Next week is a Patreon pick, and this pick comes courtesy of honorary pod boy Sam Simon. Sam has chosen a film for us, a Foreign film, a Spanish film from 2007, The Orphanage. Not to be confused with The Orphan. It's not that one. (laughs) The Orphanage. I don't know anything about this movie, really, but Sam put it on the list. Wasn't that one of those movies that was produced by Guillermo del Toro? Uh, Probably, yes. Almost certainly. (laughs) Uh, But we'll find out next week. So uh, tune in for The Orphanage. Uh, sponsor time. What could it be? Let's find out. This week was brought to you by your favorite crunk core album. <laughs> Listen back to a simpler time. A time of crunk core. 2008. It's here. We're crunking. We're getting real crunk. Um, we're getting crunk with crunk. Little it's 2008. John, GCJ. The Three Six Mafia. These are things people remember. These are things that I remember. Yeah. We need the more crunk core revival. Yeah, the GitHub Mafia. The <laughs> 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 little little JPEG and all the other crunk core musicians that you know and love. <laughs> Bringing you two oldies in classics. <laughs> Little toot. <laughs> little toot. Little toot. Little zingus. All right, well... Uh, small beeps. Little zingus and small beeps are bringing this episode to a close. Please. If you like the show, please leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. We appreciate it. Thank you. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash podpeoplepod. Shout out to honorary pod boys Sam Simon and Zach Confer. We love you guys. Thank you. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at PodPeoplePod and at Letterboxd.com slash PodPeoplePod where you'll find a list of all the films we've talked about on the show with our average ratings and links to those reviews. You can follow me on Twitter at some spooky snake. I'm on Twitter at Mr. Sheets. And I'm occasionally tuning for Linux Studios to put up progress on It Stares Back. You can also check out my work on DreadXP.com as I am studio artist there and I do lots of fun art for all of our games in some capacity, whether it's cover art or maps or character design or concept art or other things like that. I'm just always helping out on all the projects. So there's... All sorts of fun stuff to see there. Uh, I think uh, upcoming is uh, August 2nd. We've got uh, 
the mortuary assistant. Um, and Dread Delusion is uh, out currently in early access, and that is a fucking amazing game. I highly recommend it. Um, and of course, yeah, the mortuary assistant is absolutely fucking terrifying. That's just a couple game. weeks away. Yep, coming up. That's it for me. All right. Thanks for listening. Uh, until next time, just remember this kind of podcast only in New York, baby. <laughs>